1: Gonna keep trying it up here until Paul shoots me. Jack's shaking his head. I see the glistening light of this like background face light that he has now that's just sheening back and forth. He knows how excited I am today. Because today is the day that I stand on the soapbox and I beat the drum until everybody in the kingdom hears it. So before I step onto my soapbox and present the case of all cases,
0: Jack, how are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. Um excited because in terms of free agency, the offensive side of the ball doesn't really matter. I know there's some shrewd moves I want, but there's not really an out-and-out starter they're probably going to sign, whereas there is some genuine fun to be had on the defense. So excited to kick that off with you.
1: Well, I think the difference between it is on offense, you kind of build it differently than defense, right? I think defense, mainly a draft-focused side of the ball where people like to draft young, develop. You know, if you do get one of the guys, you kind of lock them up so they don't really become free agents all that often on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen more players moving from the trade market, really, from the defensive players, whether it's the Jalen Ramsey going from Jacksonville to L.A. You know, you can see those kind of things as opposed to, oh, look, there's this really good free agent out there in on the defensive side of the ball. Like These are the ones where you find the D, E, 3, 4, D, T, 3, 4. Like, you find your role, guys, in free agency
0: no those are really really nice cars and all the way through the defense um there there is several options at every spot which is is really promising we're not sat here going hey there's one guy and if we don't get him we're screwed so um i, I think before you enter free agency it's worth looking at the room we had um we'll barely touch miles garrett great we'll continue to be great i think that's fairly the end um unless you want to add anything
1: i mean yeah miles is edge one contract what's his what's his contract look like
0: it's $25 million a year. Um, in terms of cash, it's seventeen point two five this year because where they were paying large sums, why he was still in sort of year four in the fifth-year option, they've sort of done a good job of balancing it out. So it works out about $20 million a year.
1: Yeah. There you go. Outside of that, Jack, we, we talk about the bubbles and all that other stuff. I think it's pretty easy to say, is there a second edge on this team that's considered a lot?
0: I, I I think Alex, Alex Wright is a, a lot for the roster, um. But it, I think well, next I want to touch on Clowney. Clowney's not coming back. We've all read, we've spoke about that, we've podcasted about it. Um. But Clowney spoke
1: about that. It's not about what we said. He told you I'm not coming back because I'm nobody's
0: Robin. You no, know, he said there's a five percent chance. Oh,
1: you get five percent. I apologize. Um.
0: I'm but th- this is one that and it. It's a philosophical debate that, hey, we had it last offseason. Should they go out and get one guy? Should they get two guys? And that's one that will be really interesting to see because there is a few guys out there, but no one nearly as good for me as Clowney that has that sort of reputation of playing a decent amount of snaps. And and that, that will be a question. You can go out and get a guy that's going to come in and play 500 snaps, but where's the rest coming from? Because a guy like Miles plays about 800, 850 off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, about 60, 65%. So, yeah, somewhere in that 800 range is about 75%. So,
0: so I think that's going to be really, really interesting to keep an on. Um, and then literally out of anything else, um, Chase Winovich is an unrestricted free agent. Um, I could see him back as a camp body. Weatherly, I don't expect to see back. Could be a camp body, but that's going to be it. Um, It really
1: depends on his injury, right? So they brought him in, obviously, for a reason. If Maybe they see that that reason still exists. Who knows? I mean, obviously, the big thing here, Jack, is Chris Kiffin's gone. And we don't know who the Browns defensive line coach is as of yet. So it could be one of those ones where Weatherly was a guy that Chris Kiffin liked. And same kind of with Chris Odom, right? I mean, he's kind of the other one. that's.
0: He's an exclusive right. So I'd expect him to be back regardless, just because... If he's only a camp body, that is perfectly fine. Um, you've got Sam Kamara, who they picked up, that is nothing more than the camp body. And Isaiah Thomas is squarely on the bubble. Uh, I know lots of people get excited. Hey, he's a seventh-round pick. I think it was Andrew Berry's first-ever seventh-round pick. Um, He was one of the two. I forget which one was drafted uh, first. But um there's not a great history of going hey he keeps seventh round picks around so I expect him to squarely on the bubble you've got two guys you've got Garrett and Wright who are on the roster and it's going to be really really interesting to see where they almost place Wright do they see him as a three um or do they see him as a four and they really want to bring in lots of bodies um but I I see a route for Chase Winovich coming back I'll be honest with that because even if he ends up as your three or your four he does a good job and I think you can get him on the minimum no guarantees or 50000 and um, you can then sort of work out what's going
1: on. Yeah, and listen, I think at the end of the day, Alex Wright will probably start as your DN4, right? At, at this point, I would say if the Browns invest decent amount of money, and I'm not saying as much as they did on Clowney the last couple of years, but maybe 75% of that on a guy that they like, and then they draft a guy either at 42 or 98, I likely could see them starting – on the depth chart right around like say hey we've got one and two we don't have three and four we have you two guys and you're going to figure it out in camp you know obviously they they like right length you know and it's one of those things where we saw a flash or two out of him same as isaiah thomas where you look and say okay if you could do that more consistently then you'll more consistently get snaps but then when you see them play an extended pair of snaps you're like I can see why they're reserves, right? Alex Wright, still developing, still new, really, until kind of playing that position. This isn't a guy that has a ton of football under his belt. So one of the things I think we really need to see, Miles is is, from a personality standpoint, he's not the prototypical egomaniac defensive player, right? Yes, he has his sack dances and stuff. I get that. He has a brand. You know, obviously doesn't have a very good driving record. But in the same sense, he does have a good record in terms of getting to the quarterback. But if you're a guy in the NFL right now that wants to try to get a good second contract, a good third contract, or try to stay in the league for a couple more years, Miles Garrett is the guy who you want to play opposite of because you know where the protection is going to be slid. And all fairness, Miles probably has about two or three more years of that type of you know, attention being paid to him. Before he realistically becomes your edge, too. So if you're a guy right now out there in the NFL, you're not quite a DN1, which I think we all kind of know who those guys are. Cleveland should be at the top of your list to get there and say, hey, listen, I'm going to go run opposite of that guy because I know I'm going to get favorable matchups. And I think that's what Clowney thought. I think Clowney was basically like, I'm going to be a one, I'm a one alpha too." two. It's just he's a moron and doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut.
0: Yeah, and so let's throw out some free agent names. And if it was the old Browns run it back the same way they've done with Clowney before, I think the name at the top of that list would be Marcus Davenport. Um, PFF predicting 12 million a year. The issue that you've got there is the guy doesn't play that many snaps. Um, so he hasn't crossed 500 snaps in any of the last three years, which is a, a definite concern. The play has been great. Don't get me wrong. It's not one that I'm saying he hasn't been good. You've just not seen enough of it um, that you want to go, hey, we're going to spend 12 million on him. And if you're doing that, Chase Winovich is probably your, your three. It's not one way you can go, hey, we're going to spend 12 and then we're going to spend five. It's one way you spend everything there, and you probably take a little bit away from what you could spend on defensive tackle. So you've got him, and I'll throw another one out there before, and you can touch on anyone else, but Arden Key is another one, 9 million. That hey, really good player, but again, you've not seen lots and lots of snaps. Um 2021, he played 375 snaps. Last year is 70 uh, 475 snaps. Miles Garrett is averaging. 752 snaps a year so um it's one where you you're either gonna go hey we'll pay 9 million and we still need some other guy to play a lot of starting snaps or you go actually we'll go for a couple of rotational guys
1: yeah i have key on mine i put a asterisk next to him because this is a guy who coming out has always had kind of this athletic profile of being more athlete than he was really anything else. The problem is he's never really been able to stick anywhere. And this is the first time in his career with Jacksonville where he's actually kind of made a noticeable impact on the field. I mean, this is a guy who started his career in LA, I'm sorry, in Las Vegas, then was at San Francisco for a year, didn't really do much there, signs the one-year deal with Jacksonville and says, okay, I'm going to do a little bit. So for me to invest $10 million in him, I guess I'd have to really, really believe that he can replicate what he did in 2022 because at this point he's never had consistency, you know, as from being the former third-round pick out LSU. I think he was really projected to go a lot higher than kind of drop in the draft. But it's – I don't know. I, I have him on my list. He's one of those guys where the the number needs to meet the production, right? And the, the Niners saw him after one year, let him walk. The Jaguars. Who knows? They could make a push to keep him, but at this point, he's on my list. But I'm not breaking the bank
0: for him. Yeah, I think if he was one that you're saying, hey, he's five million a year. Yeah, I'm taking that gamble. Um, uh, yeah, nine, ten, I'm out. Um, do you want to touch on anyone else before I get to my guy? And then after that, we'll touch on a lot of the rotational names. I think there's some great ones in there, but there's only one guy I realistically see as I would happily start him opposite Miles Garrett without sort of really really good second
1: i mean are we is this the time we're bringing up the the parts unknown like we don't know what this guy is going to be
0: i i know what this guy is this guy's great we no we don't need to do the whole bum reject is there anyone you think hey pay 5 million plus to this guy is going to be great
1: we talked we've talked about him we don't know what his market's going to be we dropped a little bit of a hint on him on another show so do you want to talk about him yeah go for it former number 4 pick in the draft 2019 drafted to the Raiders ironically enough he was the number 4 pick in the draft and there was another guy taken much later in the draft i believe in the 4th round Mad Max so the Raiders actually drafted two guys who ended up being you know their hope bookends one being Max Crosby the other being Cleveland Farrell and ironically enough Cleveland Farrell is the guy who coming out of out of Clemson was just hyped as all can be. You know, this is a guy who's super athletic, six foot four, 265 pounds, plays, can play upwards of 270, 275. He's had one year where he was like, okay, I'm going to show you a little something. You know, this is a guy who going to 20 with the Raiders that I, I can show you guys what it is 20 hurries, ended up getting only two sacks, but this is a guy with 13 PFF credited sacks. Remember, there's a little bit of, you know, you might have different stats from different sites. But this is a guy that just hasn't been able to prove himself as DN1. Because when you're taking top five, you are to be tier one DE1. He hasn't shown that. So this is the type of guy I'm talking about. He doesn't really have as much on paper where you could sit there and go, bro, you're going to get a $12, 15000000 million contract. At least I don't think so. And this guy, I'm calling. I'm interested. I'm seeing what his number is. And he could price himself completely out of my thing because if he wants anything over ten million, I'm hanging up that phone. But if he wants to come here on a one year or maybe even a two year with a team option on that second year contract, where I'm maybe in the average of seven eight million, I'm willing to take that flyer to run him opposite of Miles Garrett because realistically, they drafted him to be DE one. Max Crosby ended up being DE one, and Max Crosby got the bag. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland Farrell is out. Uh,
0: in L A or in our last i should say no, and it's it's one of two players that I couldn't put a price next to um, no, out of six hundred there were right? six hundred players that I managed to put a price on over that, and there was two. is Andre Dillard and Cleveland Farrell that I said, I have got no idea what realm this player lands in um so I, I'm going to go for bang the table for my guy before we get into the rotational, and that is Mr. Okoronkwo, A guy that I really want the Browns to sign last year. And he went to the Texans and had a really nice year. Um, And I think it would just be a no brainer to bring him in. You're only looking at about five and a half million a year per PFF. So you're not breaking the bank and you can easily bring in a number two. um, And we'll get on to some of them names there. But 29th out of 130 for PFF and edge ranking, 36 pressures, five sacks. Played 517 snaps, um, which is the most he's played in a season. So he's not your out and out boom. He's going to play all the time, but at five and a half million, I'm happy with just over 500 snaps. It's not one where I want to be paying nine, 10 million and getting 500 snaps.
1: Listen, this guy, he's been up there. He's he's up there with your Trey Boston line. I mean, he he is. My question to you, Jack, is why does it seem like he can't go somewhere and have a breakout to where, Jack, as we know, good pass rushers in this league make more than $5 million. We do. We just know that. Why has he not been able to break through the glass ceiling of that
0: five $6 million a year? I genuinely don't know. Um, So it was one where he didn't have that much of an opportunity with the Rams. um, And I think that was part of the reason why, hey, he went, I want to move on. And I think he... he he probably could have got more money last year if he would have just gone, hey, I'm going to go and take whatever the best deal out there is. And I think it was smart in a way to go to the Texans and just go, look, I want the opportunity to play lots. Um, And I think he got that. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of the projections that PFF Brad does a phenomenal job, but he's actually off on, and this ends up nearer seven and a half million. Um, and if it was at seven and a half million, I'm out. Um, it's 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 that fine line that I'd say six and under, I, I really like. If it gets up to seven and a half, I'm thinking, hang hey, on, I, I can do a bit better here.
1: Yeah, and the reason is is because he played more snaps this year than his previous three years combined and had as many sacks this year as he did his previous three years combined.
0: I don't care thing about thing sacks. The is, is,
1: he did it – well, you're talking about a production, right? A guy who can get – 36 pressures okay that's at least something that we're you know going to be able to tangibly look at he only had 50 going into the entire three first three years so i think you're right i think a lot of these guys is does their value meet their you know worth so to say i I, I distinguish value and worth when what they value themselves as and what they are worth to a team right and i think luckily the nfl has a capitalistic type of market where the draft is going to be relatively good in terms of edge talent, so it could be one of those things where the free agency values of some of these edges comes down, because teams are like, well, why would I pay Okorankwo $7 million, $8 million? I can probably get somebody to do the one thing he does in round two or round three, right? So the teams are going to use their resources more appropriately. But in the same sense, now if all of a sudden Okoronkwo says I'm gonna now go run opposite of miles on a team that's not gonna pick first in the draft, I'll take five million. Now obviously I'm interested, and that that's the same argument I have with Cleveland Farrell. It's the same argument I have with Arden Key. Is 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 what you think you're worth, your value the same as what the Browns feel your worth is to the team? Because if the numbers don't match, I'm out on a on most of these guys. I mean, you know, whether it's Weatherly, whether it's Arden Key. I mean, one, Dwayne Smoot, I know, is another name that's kind of been out there quite a bit. And I think PFF have him on the board as well. And he's upwards of 8 million, right?
0: I know. So he's down at one and a half mil. And the reason for that is he's injured. So I don't think you'll actually see him sign with anyone until late in the season when he's actually healthy. So, um, yeah, I think in December he went down. So I'm really, really unfortunate. Any player going into free agency to get get a knock that late.
1: And there's a team, though, that could first, for, and I, I meant $8 million, like over the course of like a two-year $8 million deal or whatever it is. Um, I knew he wasn't going to get like some big. But these are the type of guys, you know, and other things we've done is kind of maybe look around the league if there's trade. There's not a ton. I mean, you go back to that Cleveland Farrell draft. Uh, LJ Collier was a guy who didn't get his fifth-year option picked up by the Seahawks. Montez Sweat did with Washington. So there's not really too many trade candidate guys out there where if you're looking to flip one of the Browns expendable assets to try to bring in a second edge, there's not really a ton of guys in fired staffs that are going anywhere. And even if you go into that 2020 guys going into the fourth year, I mean you're looking at Year Gross Matos in Carolina, he's not going anywhere. Uh Marlon Davidson out of Atlanta, Darrell Palin. I mean, got guys, teams aren't gonna move these guys for pick swaps and stuff. Like it just it doesn't make sense.
0: There's no point for me chasing the uh, trade market here. I think there is, it, once you get into that rotational bucket, there is lots of names that I really like. And I'm going to start off with, this might be my Taven Bryant from last year, a guy that I'm like, oh boy. they're going to sign this guy. Um, and it's hard to predict a free agent. Obviously, bringing back Walker is not that hard a prediction to make. But I'm, I'm going to go. The name. I'm going to see if it's the same way. I reckon be available about 3 million. And has a similar number of pressures last year to Okoronkwo, has a history with our DC, and that is DeMarcus Walker. Uh-huh. I really think there is a great chance that he is on the Cleveland Browns next year. Um, I think that's a really, really nice option for your third edge. Um, played on the minimum, I believe.
1: That um? guy stinks. He stinks. The former second round pick. He stinks. I don't want that guy. He's trash. Garbage. Get him
0: out. Eight sacks. 32 pressures.
1: I don't coach sacks. I don't to Get them sacks out of that guy. He is overrated. He is not coming to Cleveland. Sorry. No houses in Strongsville are available for you, Mr. Walker.
0: Hey, I think you're going to be walking those words back.
1: No, I I, I just, here's the thing. This is a guy, even in, I didn't, I remember him in the draft. And everybody's like, oh, this guy, athletic freak, blah, 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 blah. And then he ends up falling to the second round. And, he, you know, what the Titans ended up taking him. And it's just – there's one of those guys where you just get all boom and busted out of a guy. And he's just a guy who's never proven that he can do anything. Like, all this alleged talent, and it's just like, okay, there's nothing really. I – mean, I'll say this. He wants to sign for like two million bucks and wants to come in and fight for a thing, fine. But I don't want the guaranteed money for him to be very high. I just don't see it.
0: I just Googled his uh, rascal. Not good. That is one spot.
1: <laughs>
0: Not shocking. He, Three and a half, roughly? Looks like
1: Tarzan plays like Jane, is the perfect example for Demarcus Walker. I'll just say that.
0: But I, I, I'm, I'm high on him as an addition. I think that's uh, a direction. What I'm interested to know is, who did you think I was going to say, and was it Melvin Ingram?
1: It was not, even though if you're, if I'm showing you my list at the bottom of my list here, I'm gonna see if I can zoom in there. Hey, there, there he is. No, I thought you were gonna say Samsung Abukam. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Due to be expensive, because, really? What what's his what's his expected
0: price? So the PFF prediction for him is ten point two five million, and that is why I have no interest in him at all because I barely knew the well, name you're and over, if he's over two years, right? Two no, years. I, that's pay year.
1: Uh, if he actually made a few big plays, far more, than more big plays and memorable plays than Greg Newsom and JOK combined, but uh, yeah, Samson started his career with the Rams before going over to the Niners, and he's just a guy that's been very consistent. I will say, if he's upwards in that ten million bucket, he becomes less desirable. But he was consistent. I think he's a guy that thinks you know, DE two is a good role for him. Obviously, with your you know, Nick Boses and stuff like that, he's shown he can play a little bit of that role. But no, that's what I thought you were going to go with. Me.
0: So, i touch on Melvin Ingram. He is an incredibly consistent guy getting pressure. Um, would be a nice three, but a four million, hey, I don't think it's somewhere they're going to go. And I think he will probably go to a team that um, just has a much better shot at potentially competing for a ring. Um, Carlos Dunlap, older, but at the same time, gets pressure and does the job that he needs. And as a three, that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy that can come in and when Gara or whoever's you two is resting, comes in and just hits them in the face. Um, so what about, I know you hate old people, but um, what about Carlos Dunlap as a three?
1: I don't mind Dunlap. but He was obviously his his prime of his career is now past. Uh, he was a lot more effective when he was with Cincinnati. But I think he's one of those guys where you can like him, but he's not going to come to Cleveland. I think this is a guy that's going to chase one-year deals. You could see him taking less to go play with, like, the Eagles or the Niners or somewhere, just trying to get in on a D-line rotation, kind of like the Dominicong suited did and uh, Lineval Joseph. He's just a guy that's going to chase rings. So I think it's okay to talk about him. And, yeah, his skill set would fit here. I just don't think it's realistic, even if you called him and offered him a mil or two more. He's had two big contracts in the NFL. I just don't see him coming here for what would almost seem to be a D-line rebuild. And I'm not sure how much of a veteran type he brings to you. That's why I don't mind the Ingram one as much, just because like you're going to bring in a a guy with a handicapped parking spot, at least let it be a decent guy. That's kind of my thought there.
0: Guy that was taken third in the NFL draft before is an option here. Do you know who that that is? No. Um, We're looking at an edge. And is, he's, a, he's a free agent? Yep. Uh,
1: Dante Fowler?
0: Yeah. So he's I reckon third. taken third. Um, I think he's someone that could be available for about three and a half mil, played on a cheaper deal this year, um, got 36 pressures. Um, I didn't think I would be interested at all. But at that price point, I, I can see it. Yeah, he, on the he's, a
1: situa- he's a situational guy. He's a third down pass rusher. That's kind of what he's kind of gone into. Um, do you have any interest in Shaq Lawson or is the money too high for you? That
0: sure. is my next guy on my list. I don't think the money's going to be high at all. Um, I think you could probably get him for two mil. He played basically on the minimum this year. Um, if if uh, There's guys, of whether it's the Walker, whether it's the um, Dante Fowler that I'd happily spend a little bit extra on. But if you're going to spend two mil, Shaq Lawson just does the job as a um, three. I think it's an upgrade on Chase Winovich. Um, and that, that's there that you spend a little bit and you get something back.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Edge three is his ceiling, right? He, you come in and you know exactly what he's going to be. He's not going to give you a lot of flash. He's not going to give you a lot of bust. He's going to be steady Eddie at the three. You cycle him in when you're resting Garrett and there's not some huge drop off the cliff um so yeah he's a guy i think trey flowers is probably another guy it's you know he's getting up there in age i think he's 30 now so he's a guy that you could plug in when like, looking yeah, around like
0: yeah i'm trying to work out where the camera is because whoever i pull up my screen to speak to next you are then just dropping their name
1: No, i am just going off names baby i just got names all over i'm telling you this is my class i know these edges I've looked into this. Oh no, but the I,
0: exact order. Like I'd pull I, up Trey <laughs> Tray Flowers stuff on my screen to talk about him. And you're like, Trey Flowers. I'm like, yeah.
1: Well, I just am picking guys. And you I kind of know your type at this point, but I've also banged the drum so much for us to upgrade this edge position room. You know, it, it's one of those things where we just need to inject youthful talent. But in the same sense, we don't have any old talent either. And I don't really believe Garrett's kind of this super hype kind of aggressive guy unless you really want somebody to like take him to the Museums and take them to photography. It's just who Miles is. Like, I get it, but Miles can show you certain things, but you can't do them. Like, Miles is like, look how much I've been. And you're like, well, I can't do that. Well, that's great. It's kind of like if I were to study under Messi, like, he can show me all these things. I can't do that. So, the thing about that I like about Flowers, he's been in several different types of defenses. He is a veteran. He's a do your kind of job guy. So, but again, these are the guys that I'm just worried in terms of their money, in terms of how with him. Yeah, I mean Flowers is another one, yeah, I, I he has missed a little bit, I will say that. <laughs> <one>. So <sighs> seasons, right, if I'm not mistaken.
0: he's nearly played as much NFL in the last three years as I have. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Well didn't he do like the, the double dip, whatever it is? where he signed with one and then he got cut and then went and signed somewhere else and doubled it or something. For some
0: he might have. I don't know what was in his deal with offsets, but uh, certainly could have been the case. But it's one that there is so many names. There's no excuse not to go out and start going after guys. And I, I would happily be at the spot where they go out and they, they sign two. And it's not about being flashy. I don't want the Davenport, spend all the money at the top, no. go out and spend sort of, five to six million on one and sort of three to four million on the next. Bring those in, have Alex Wright as your number four and then draft a guy. I'm happy to draft a guy and if Thomas doesn't make the roster, I do not care. Um, mm-hmm. Get guys in there. And it's one that we could sat here in a year's time, whoever we bring in as number three is gone. Alex Wright and a rookie jump up a spot and then a year after that, boom, the next one's gone. Whether Whoever we signed as the two on a two-year deal, and then we're sat here potentially in three years' time with going, hey, we've got Miles Garrett, we've got Alex Wright, we've got the rookie that we draft this year. We're in a really, really nice spot with hey, someone else, and you're you almost, as you mentioned earlier, getting ready for the the sl- slow slowdown a little for Miles Garrett. And it's not, hey, the wheels fall off, but it's he's not competing for defensive player of the year at 31 or whatever it'll be at that point. So it, it's getting ready. And if you start bringing through some of these young guys, and hey, if you're sat there with three number two edges, you're in a really, really great spot. You don't right. have to All have the number one.
1: All right. We're in, do you have any other guys that I can steal off your list?
0: That's pretty much it. Let me just double check.
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to rapid fire some names off you and just get your initial take on them. These are guys that I would call to talk. But I don't have a lot of money in the bank ready for these guys. But these are guys that I would give a call to and just see what it would take. And That's, I'm talking your
0: edge three and fours. There's one other guy i call, but let's see if you hit on him.
1: All right, rapid fire. This guy can play inside and outside. Deshaun Hand. I think... three two 297, plays D-tackle, DN. started his career in Detroit, had a really good rookie season, then kind of has fallen off and just not been able to see the field, a lot of injury... So I'm talking low amounts of guaranteed money, but he can come in and battle a little bit.
0: I'm going to have a look on my DT list because he's not on my, yeah, he's on my DT list and it just says, um, can play some inside and out, but lacks pressure. So it doesn't make sense for the Browns.
1: Yeah. If they go to that wide nine, I'm thinking of him kind of stacked into that four eye type of thing. Um, All right. Here's one for you. Guy's been in the league for a number of years. It's just kind of hung around. He's never been great he's never been terrible and that's F.A. Obata 6'6", 265 out of USC um, no I don't think actually no, he didn't go to USC he didn't go to college he was a guy brought in by the Cowboys F.A. Obata the g- guy g- can get pressure
0: give me a clue he's on how I'm spelling
1: that <laughs> E-F-E e- O-B-A-D-A D- a. played for the commanders last year yeah. he's just a high energy guy he's a little He's 30-31 like He's just a guy I bring in. You're you
0: looking at me. You're not finding him? I'm not getting anything from him.
1: He He's the only guy in the league with the first name EFE. F-A.
0: EFE.
1: EFE. There's no other ones. F.A. Obata. He's a pass rush guy. He's a veteran. He's, his job is to literally create pressure. He's long. Last three seasons, six sacks, four sacks, four sacks, 29, 20, 26 pressures.
0: So the word on master
1: he's going to bring juice, but he's not he's not like your most consistent. But that's why he's a role rotation guy.
0: It says okay, pressure numbers, but thirty one next season, and that, mm-hmm. that's sort of my only concern. So it it's not saying hey, got no issue with him there, but it's just age is that kind of will he produce? And hey, if you're bringing that guy in to come and compete, amazing.
1: No, I got two guys left, Rashim Green. We talked about him a little last year young 25 he's now in Houston he's 26 6'4, 279. big guy he's the one out of USC again never been great but this is the guy that can generate pressure had eight sacks last year in Seattle and then went to Houston in 2022 had five more sacks 26 pressures 18 hurries he's young I'm bringing him in
0: I'm saying hey buddy let's go let's you and Alex right you're competing baby <laughs> Do you want to guess what his market's projected to be? Uh,
1: hopefully 2 million. One, two. Up,
0: up, please up, up, don't, up. Please don't, tell me, please don't tell me five. Yep, five. Get, come on. I'm going to be his agent. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's projected to get five million a year by PFF. And... Here's,
1: here's the crazy part. How can you tell me Okoranko is five and this guy's five? This guy's never really done anything crazy. All right. He's a guy I'd bring in maybe for like, I think my, my ceiling on him is three. 3 million that's my ceiling so if he wants to take less than three i'm good um he's just a guy he's a big guy um and then last but not least i talked i banged on the trouble last year i'm still interested in him uh didn't have a favorable season with the colts due to injury that's my guy taekwon lewis gotta have a ball guy in there but no i think taekwon with his inside outside versatility i think he just has to find a spot where he's going to fit, you know. He only played, I think, seven or eight games with the with Houston or in Indianapolis last year. So he can be effective if put in the right position.
0: Yeah, I remember chatting about him last year. Um, part of my concern around him was, is it going to cost two and a half mil potentially to get him? If it is, I'm out. The one guy that I sort of – some intrigue. Mario Edwards is possible because of the Schwartz connection, not someone I'm that excited about. Um, I think he'd ideally be a fourth edge rather than a three. Um, so, but the one that caught my eye is Jordan Willis of the 49ers. Is somebody I would like to bring in um, just to run the tyres on and go, he'd be my like Chase Winovich, yeah, Weatherly's to go, hey, let, come in and see if you can make the team. Um, but at the end of the day, if you sign two free agents and you've got Alex Wright, don't really need to bring in any bodies, if I'm honest. Um, it's one I think you find, just I think it. it's
1: one one draft pick, one free
0: agent plus outs, right? I think that's the way they roll. And I'm I, disappointed, Weatherly. I'm not gonna lie, if that's the outcome. Cool.
1: but I'm talking about like an actual free agent, like somebody that has guaranteed money, yeah, like one free agent with guaranteed money, one round, two or three draft pick. And then if they want to bring in the Weatherlies or the Odoms or whoever, that's fine. I mean, who knows? Maybe they go get like an undersized guy like Andrew ben Ginkle or something and just say, Hey, go one crazy little
0: man go ahead and go crazy yeah i'd love to see two and i when we chat in a few days time about dt big men in the middle so i like two. yeah
1: so yeah i mean listen at the end of the day i've been beating this from and if they go out and get a guy like ingram i get it so i'll i'll give him a back left corner parking spot handicap so he's gonna have to roll a little bit further from his spot he's not getting one up front but Yeah, Farrell's the guy that I'm interested the most in, but it's solely dictated on price. And it's only because I just just, if you're going to sink in a percentage, a a sizable percentage of cap, it needs to have some return on investment value. And a lot of these guys have a higher upside, but they also have a pretty low floor where you could bring them in and they could just be eating money on your IR or on your bench. So I think you got to just be very judicious with your spending. I think this is where a guy like Jim Schwartz who's a better in the league and sit down and say, listen, this is your role. You're going to play this four, eye. You're going to play a nine wide. You're going to play a three stack. That's what your role is. So you're going to find guys who are specifically good at one thing. And that's what they got to do, especially on this D line, because we need to get some, we need to get some, some horses on this line because right now we got one horse and seven jockeys. But I mean that literally from their size.
0: (laughs) But uh, no, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the D line. Um, hey, Schwartz has said he wants loads of pressure, but you always take every press conference with a pinch of
1: salt.
0: <laughs> so uh, we'll be back next <laughs> show with the defensive tackles. But uh, yeah. go, Browns! Go Browns.